0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show?
2: That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television.
1: Yeah, I mean we're talking about the really important stuff. Like Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru in Star Wars, what exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality
2: audio that is exactly right dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode
1: <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on twitter at BlockbusterCast. so grab some popcorn grab
2: some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies My name is Oliver Queen.
0: My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much.
1: Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up.
2: Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise about you, Detective.
0: You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. (laughs) Just look at the flowers.
3: Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics. Daniel, we are here again, two weeks in a row. I can't believe it.
0: It's uh, it's a record. Now we're getting back on track.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it is another record. We are in episode 113. Uh we are in the middle of summertime, so um well, I guess record towards the end of summertime. Where uh, a lot of our shows that we usually watch are being Filmed right now, and uh, you know a lot of the a lot of other shows are ending their summer runs. Preacher started this past weekend, but we haven't watched that episode yet. Um, we have we can't. We're going to talk about the boys. We're going to talk a little bit about Agents of Shield. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about Pennyworth. So those are some of the shows you can catch right now in the middle of summer uh, while you're waiting for the normal year long shows like your CW shows or uh, Runaways or Cloak and Dagger or Krypton stuff like oh you know what there's, there's episodes of Krypton that I still have to watch so I'm behind on that
0: and I think it ends uh, not it ends next week so I need to catch up on Krypton it's okay. all on my DVR
3: yeah I, have, I think I have the last two episodes on my DVR because I think I haven't watched an episode since I went to uh, San Diego Comic Con
0: oh You've been taking a nice little break.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, just haven't had the time. Like, there's just been things going on. But I mean, it's a good show, so I just haven't gotten around to watching
0: it. Yeah, talked to Thomas yesterday. He says he got bored with the first season, so he never picked it back up.
3: Really you got bored with the first season of Krypton. Like, I guess I can see that, but I thought it was actually pretty, pretty good, pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and um, he said he dropped off um, at the end of episode three, and I think that's actually episode four is when the show picked up for me. I know it was only seven or eight episodes, so uh, episode four, that's when it really picked up last season.
3: That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but before we get started on talking about TV shows, or yeah, talking about the shows we watch, let's talk about some of the news about the shows we watch that are out there. So we didn't talk about this last week, but we have five new Marvel TV series is that are going to be coming out on uh, T- Disney Plus in the next two years. So, uh, and those were announced at San Diego Comic Con, like, officially. We have uh, the, the first one that's going to come out is the Winter... No, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show, which is, uh, you know, going to be straight out of the MCU with uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan as those two characters. We're going to have... Uh, uh, uh oh I can't remember the name of the actor but the gentleman who played Baron Zemo for or Zemo from Civil War is going to be returned. Daniel Brühl is going to be returning as Zemo for that show as well as Emily Van Camp I want to say is going to be returning as Sharon Carter uh for that show so that's going to be a pretty interesting little side quest in the MCU
0: that definitely is um but I'm all for it. Um, I thought, you know, uh, Daniel Bruhl. Um, he always plays a really good villain, so I'm excited to see him come back.
3: I mean, I I kind of love him in everything that he I see him do. So I'm I'm excited for that. And and you know, they the the sneak peek image that they showed at San Diego Comic Con and Daniel Bruhl put it up on his Instagram was the uh, the actual Baron Zemo purple balaclava mask that he's he wears in the comic books. So. That's, oh, that's kind of awesome. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have uh, what's the next one? I think the next one after that is WandaVision. If I'm remembering correctly, I don't have the the image in front of me, but uh, WandaVision is the uh, TV show that's going to be about Scarlet Witch and Vision. And of course, you never they never say Scarlet Witch in the in the movies, so it's just Wanda. But uh, you know, some are speculating that it's going to be all. Uh, a trippy '50s vibe because Wanda is gonna come up with a reality where her and Vision live a '50s kind of household life, and that's gonna and we do know that that's gonna lead right into the Doctor Strange sequel movie. So you're gonna have that, and you're gonna have uh, whatever happens in that lead right into the Doctor Strange movie, which we know is about multiverse. So take in take that as what you want.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I just think that the title is very corny, I guess.
3: <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of people where it's either you're all in on that title or you're all out on that title. Like, it's kind of it's kind of de- divisive.
0: But the title does explain what the show is going to be about. So, can't really complain. There you go.
3: Uh, there's the Loki TV show, which we know is going to uh, start up right where you saw Loki disappear with the Tesseract during in game so you're going to get the the loki from avengers 2012 uh the one that just tried to take over the earth is is very much still a bad guy before he started you know having his hero arc in the rest of the MCU but he's going to be traveling through time with the tesseract which i still find weird because the tesseract is the space gem and how, why is he traveling through time with it like how does that allow him to travel through time but I'm not a Marvel writer, Marvel Cinematic Universe writer, so take that as you will.
0: They'll explain it later, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs>
3: uh, there is going to be a What If TV show. The What If TV show will um, be an animated show where they are going to get the actors from the MCU to come back and reprise their roles voice-wise to do stories that are sort of... Uh, or. They're basically what ifs. Like The first episode, I believe, has been confirmed is going to be what if uh, Peggy Carter had gotten the super soldier serum. So instead of Steve getting the serum, it's Peggy. And uh, I believe some people have uncovered that she's going to be Captain Britain, which makes sense because she's British, not American. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so oh. I, I mean Jeffrey Wright is coming in to be to do the voice of Owatu the Watcher for that show. So that sounds pretty cool. Wow. Uh, then I think is that four? Yeah, that's four. So the fifth show is is Hawkeye. Hawkeye is uh, going to. What has been said is that it's going to be Clint Barton training Kate Bishop. Now, if you know your Marvel comic books, Clint, uh, Kate Bishop took up the mantle of Hawkeye uh, during her uh, when she joined the Young Avengers because Hawkeye Clint Barton had been killed by Wanda in the uh, uh, D- Avengers disassembled storyline. So. Um, this way, it also seems to be following the Matt Fraction Hawkeye story uh, that he wrote a few years back. Um, you're gonna have, you're gonna see Clint kind of train Kate to be more uh, of a fighter instead of just being an archer, and that's, you know, that's kind of what that show. It sounds like that show is gonna be about. I don't know if Clint is going to take up the mantle of Hawkeye again to train the new Hawkeye, or if he's just going to be Ronin, as we saw him in-game. in, in
0: game. Okay. So there's going to be some time during the snapping then that he's going to be rogue and snapping necks left and right?
3: I don't know if this show is going to take place during that five-year gap or not, or if this is just like after he got his family back, he's like, okay, well, I don't want to be Hawkeye anymore, but I need to train someone to be Hawkeye. Okay. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all up in the air right now. Of those five shows, which one are you most excited for? The what-ifs. The what-ifs. Yep. So, is there a particular what-if from the MCU that you'd like to see?
0: Well, um, from the art that they released, uh, you know, you do see the Red Skull wearing the um, Captain America uh, outfit. So, I wonder see, if they're going to do anything in regards to that.
3: That's funny that you took it that way because some people were saying that that's uh, that's Zombie Captain. Captain America. So they're thinking Marvel Zombies.
0: That hey, if they do Marvel zombies, you know that'd be awesome too.
3: So yeah, I mean it's it's it could go either way at this point. So I've heard I've heard uh I've heard people say it both. So that's that's
0: pretty interesting. What do you take away from that screenshot?
3: You know, I actually haven't even looked at the screenshot yet, so I I, I don't know. I, I I would you know what I would love to see? I would love to see like what if Betty had been hit by the Gamma Bomb or the Gamma Rays, and, and so she became the Incredible Hulk instead of uh, Banner. That would be pretty cool. I think that would be interesting, especially since we don't – oh, we do have a Betty in the MCU because it was Liv Tyler in the Incredible Hulk, but that was Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk as opposed to Mark Ruffalo's. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see that show too. Um, right now, because of Baron Zemo, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show is probably my most like interested.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope it's good for your sake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks. So this past week they had what's called the Television Critics Awards, no Association uh panels, uh. And we had a lot of CW people go, or CW shows show up at these these panels, these conversations, and we got a lot of information out of uh, the producers about what's going to happen this season in our favorite CW shows and the crossover. So uh, one of the things we found out is that Arrow's final season will take place on Earth One, in the Earth One timeline, and um, that it would what was it? Pick up a week after the season finale of uh, season seven finale left off. Now, if we remember what happened in the season finale of seven, um, we saw it was the end of the flash forwards and we saw, um, uh, what's, what's her name? Felicity leave. She's like, okay, I need to go. Yeah. So she's going to go off and have, have, uh, Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Mia. So, because we already know Emily Beck-Rickards is not going to show up this season. Well, at least not regularly. She'll probably show up at least for one episode, right?
0: I want to say she'll probably show up for the
3: crossover. Has to. I mean, it only yeah. makes sense. So, right. So uh, there's that. There's uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover will be written by Mark Guggenheim oh. and Marv Wolfman, Marv Wolfman, the original writer from the comic book of Cry- Crisis on Infinite Earths. That is awesome, isn't it? I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. So, but if you think about it, also, Barf Wolfman did uh, he did Crisis on Infinite Earths. He did Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War. He did uh, he did Titans. He created the 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 you know the Nightwing in the in that what was it called? Uh, What's the the Judas Contract? Uh, he did, he, he created Blade, like all those things that he did and wrote are coming to fruition right now.
0: Yeah. It is amazing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In a big, bad way. Yeah. So, uh, I I mean, that's pretty cool to, to get him to come on board to to co-write the script. I mean, that's one thing I have to say about the CW shows. They, if they, if you don't get the, 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 as accurate as you want it to be, they at least throw in a homages to make it seem that way, right? And then they always pay they always pay respect to the shows that came before them, so by getting right. actors and stuff. So, so that's cool. Anybody in particular you're you're excited about for these guest stars for the crossover that we've seen so far?
0: Dude, Kevin uh, Kevin Conroy.
3: That's right. Kevin Conroy is gonna be old Bruce Wayne in uh in the crossover at some point. So that's that's kind of cool. They have Burt Ward. Who played Robin in the the seventies or sixties Batman show? Yeah, uh, he's gonna show up. Um, we're gonna have
0: Tom Welling, right? I th- don't have they confirmed Tom Welling. Or oh, wait, or was it just um, Ush, uh, the guy that played Luke's? Uh, or I'm sorry, Luke's uh, Lex. See, I don't know if they confirmed Lex either.
3: Like, I I saw that article, but I don't, I didn't trust the source. So. Uh, yeah, Michael Rosenbaum, that, that article said Michael Rosenbaum is going to show up as Lex Luthor in uh, the crossover as well, which would be cool. I'm all for it, but I, I don't know if it's true.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now. Actually, that might be a false, yeah, that might be a fake article.
3: Yeah, there was, and there was also, I think I saw something about Mark Hamill coming back. Uh at some point to to be to be in it too, but I don't know if that was a trusted source.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know either. And I mean, I don't know why they would bring I get it, why they would bring him as a Joker, but I mean he's playing the trickster, so
3: Well yeah, and then but in the what was it Earth three where um uh Barry's dad is the Flash, uh, uh they had do right. you remember they had um they had the trickster there just to look like the Joker. Right, it's true So, who knows
0: Do you think they would bring anybody from the movie universe?
3: I mean, I mean, technically we have Brandon Routh, he's from the movie universe That's true <laughs> uh, But I, I don't know, I, I don't see anybody coming in Like, from the current movie universe, I don't see anybody coming in Okay What about you, and- is there anybody that particular you would love to see, or that that hasn't been announced yet
0: i just don't know who they would um at this point they've already announced so much i don't even know who they'd bring
3: right i mean and we didn't even talk about the fact that uh uh chris williams who plays black adam confirmed on his instagram black that he, or black lightning i'm sorry thank you black lightning <laughs> he's going to be in the crossover too so that means black light black lightning universe might get integrated as we were talking about that like last week yeah,
0: that is awesome. It's about time.
3: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to see them, him join up? So, uh, that's a, you know, cause we talked about that before when, when they, in the first season of black lightning, the mom tells, um, Oh man, I can't think of her name. The, the youngest daughter, the one that, that has the electricity powers. Jennifer. Is it Jennifer? Yeah. she she says you know uh she says something about being supergirl and being being batwoman or something like that right right uh and so then we were talking about how oh that means both both those things exist in their world but then I didn't think about the fact that they could just be TV shows or comic books in their world
0: right especially since the other sister was reading um what was it the outsiders yeah because sure. that's
3: where she showed up that's her her first appearance was in the outsiders but yeah it makes sense that she, that's why she was reading it
0: right um and i think the news even said like superman saved metropolis again or something like that and um i believe that they even brought up um they brought up gotham for sure i think they might have uh, brought brought up um batman as well by name in that show
3: mm. do you think that maybe because i want to say that titans is created by uh burton or yeah, berlanti as well do you think any of the titans might show up
0: that could be a possibility.
3: Right? That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah. They did
3: uh we did see a trailer for the for season 2 of Titans this this past week. Uh actually I think it was yesterday. And in the trailer you saw what everybody is still assuming and I I'm, I'm I'm guessing is is it's probably a good guess uh that gentleman who played who's in Game of Thrones that's going to be playing old Bruce Wayne to or older Bruce Wayne to, uh, Brenton Thwaites, Robin. Okay. So he's in the trailer. I still say that it's a good possibility that he plays Alfred, like a version of Alfred. <laughs> but I just could be wrong.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean I didn't see it. Uh, I still need to sign up for DCU. But uh, doesn't Batman go crazy and kill people? Yeah, that was that
3: family. was a dream verse that like Robin got trapped inside of Raven's dark force thing. So he he was dreaming of, of Batman killing people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that didn't actually happen.
0: Gotcha. Uh, uh, go ahead. I did, yeah, I just want to bring up one thing too. Um, You know how the actor that played Wally left the show and they said that he was going to be, you know, um, recurring, but all the last season, uh, ever since he departed, we haven't seen him since. Do you think he'll be back in the crossover? Yeah, we didn't see him in the...
3: In in Legends or in Flash, right? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I would I'd want them to because Wally's a big part of the Crisis on Infinite earth, especially the end. But yeah. I can see them doing it differently, especially since we're talking about this Crisis on Infinite earth where uh, Barry's not going to die, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah. So. Um, also at these TCA's we had uh the president of CW Mark Pedowitz told reporters that the network is looking to add another DC Comics property to its slate in the 2020-2021 TV season.
0: What do you think that that's going to be?
3: That's you know that's I don't know. It could be it could be just
0: about anything, right? Yeah. At this point, they basically own the CW and their uh, their lineup for the for the fall. It's so true, but I mean, what we already
3: have we already have a vigilante show. Well, technically, Arrow's going away, but we do have Batwoman. So we have that that unpowered vigilante show. We have the super-powered person, which is Supergirl. We have um we have mutant powers, which is what um Flash is. Flash and Black Lightning, a Flash Sorry. and Black Lightning, yeah, technically. And then uh, we had Legends of Tomorrow, which is just great. So, what what's left to do? Do you need a person that's a tech like show? Like, uh, do you want to give Steel his own show?
0: That could that could be a possibility.
3: Or do we go with something set in the past, like Justice Society of America kind of show?
0: That could also work, actually. Would you, want
3: a, would you want a team show? Like a, a traditional team show? Or would you want a, a single character show but obviously they'll give them a team like they always do?
0: Probably a, a team show.
3: I think another team show would be cool. Like we have the Legends of Tomorrow already. Give us a, a Justice Society or Infinity Inc. Or, I mean, obviously you can't do Teen Titans. And you don't want to do Young Justice.
0: Uh either uh, give us space cops so uh, give us you know green lantern core ooh the green lantern core huh or um you know give constantine his own show again that would be that would be pretty cool we could have
3: a magic based show that wouldn't be bad you have constantine and zatanna uh maybe even detective chimp never heard of that name you never <laughs> heard of detective chimp no oh my goodness he's a he's a he's a intelligent chimp that speaks you know English and is a detective he's, usually, <laughs> he's been a part of the Justice League Dark
0: okay yeah
3: so uh, yeah I, I, I'm all for it like I think a magic show would also be great because we don't have any magic really no. I mean, we had the one season of Arrow which dealt with magic we have uh, multiple seasons of Legends of Tomorrow that deal with magic but like just how about a magic show in general
0: yeah that'd be great
3: uh, and then to kind of wrap up with the CW shows, we have a we have news about the new um, villain for next season, or a new villain for next season of Supergirl. It's going to be a character by the name of Midnight. Uh, they have an actress who is known for quite a bit of shows, uh, Minority Report, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Zoo, Arrow, and Supernatural, The 100, Lucifer, and Travelers. Uh, Shion Garcia, Jennifer Shion Garcia, or maybe it's Keon I'm sorry, I'm I'm butchering her name, but she's going to play a character by the name of Midnight. Um, described as a physical manifestation of darkness, Midnight is a murderous villain villain released from an otherworldly prison to enact revenge against the person who put her there. So, I mean, that's kind of like the first season of Supergirl, where all those people got out of, all those uh, aliens got out of out of that space prison uh in the in the uh phantom zone and we're wreaking havoc right
0: yeah but also sounds like a combination of rain all over again
3: a little bit yeah you're not wrong so so there's that Uh, anything else about those uh announcements that you 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 wanted to talk about
0: uh wasn't there no, actually, no. Um, I think that was for another show. Okay, so I think might Krypton, actually. So yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh,
3: I wanted to talk about Lucifer real quick. I know uh, you weren't watching that show, and it is based off a comic book. We weren't really talking about it for this show. It's got it. It got its third season. Was it third season? I thought it was fourth. Fourth, fourth season. It got re- it, so it got three seasons on Fox, got canceled. Netflix picked it up for its fourth season. And then it's going to get its fifth season, which will be its final season. And then they went from 10 episodes to 16 episodes for its final season. So I don't, I'm don't. i guessing that's a good thing so that we can get a wrapped up story. But yeah. other than that, it doesn't sound like it's going to go past that. Um, It's a good show because if you like crime procedurals. Uh, it's the, the lead characters hilarious. The, the detective, the lady who plays the detective is, is uh, really good at the, the, what she has to do for the show, but it's just, it's just a, a good show in general.
0: And that's what you always been telling me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then uh, Marvel's Runaways had a little announcement this past week. They got on, uh, they sent a video message out saying, hey, we're coming back for our next season, but guess who we're bringing with us? They're bringing Olivia Holt and Aubrey Joseph of Cloak & Dagger to to be a crossover episode of Runaways and Cloak & Dagger. Wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, both shows are Disney shows, so it worked. Cloak & Dagger's on Freeform. Uh, Runaways is on um, Hulu, but... In the comic books, the two sets of teams, if you want to call Cloak and Dagger a team, have crossed over because they are very much similar. Like, the Cloak and Dagger characters ran away from their homes when they were teenagers. The Runaways ran away from their homes. Hence the title. (laughs) It's in the, hence the title. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Though I don't watch Cloak and Dagger anymore, I do watch Runaways. So, I hope I don't have to go watch an episode of Cloak and Dagger to get, like, part two of what happens in Marvel's Runaways but if I do I will
0: I mean some of the DC uh, crossover episodes you have to watch like one episode leading up to it or at least the end of it so it might be the same thing yeah
3: you're you're absolutely right and you know but I already watch all those DC CW shows so it didn't really make it didn't it wasn't that bad for me but like this could be bad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up for news wise was that the last or the Agents of Shield cast had wrapped up filming their last episode for the season seven series finale uh, last week, and it was uh, very tearful, so to speak, on their social media about it. Um, you saw everybody kind of talking about how how you no know, the show has affected them for for this, this the seven years that they've been on, I guess, and. Uh, quite, quite the thing, quite the thing to to see, and I, I guess since you hadn't watched the season six finale yet, I'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Do you you don't mind about spoilers, right? No, go ahead. So this season has been kind of odd. Like it's it's been a little different than any other season that we've watched. I would say, which is fine. You know, they thought they were gonna be done at the end of season five, so season six they came back. They're like, well, let's change it up a little bit. We had storyline split where we were following half the group in outer space and half the group on Earth. Uh, We had a person that looked like Coulson come back, but uh, he is not Coulson. He's Sarge, and we don't know the reason why he looks like Coulson. Um, Comes up to the last couple episodes, and you find out that the reason why is because they created this Sarge character when they messed around with that third obelisk in outer space during season five. So basically them, they created him out of their subconsciousness and then he was kind of created, but then ripped away from that creation. So he, he constantly had this, um, I want to say, uh, urge of his family being taken away from him. So even though he didn't really remember his family, he just always knew that his family was taken away from him. And that family was the rest of the agents of shield. This whole thing with like the, the shriek or the shrike or whatever they're called, this alien race uh, that wants to come to Earth and take it over and essentially like run it into the ground until they can go to a ne- an, the next planet, it all get very confusing and convoluted towards the end. I felt um, the last two episodes were wrapped up real quick. Uh, Sarge was just like the afterthought of Coulson but it was really in it was really uh, a vessel to hide this guy who was the I don't know if he's some kind of ruler or king or god of the shrike and when Daisy used her like earth quake powers on him like you could see his true form underneath all the dust that would look like Coulson and it was freaky like like Cenobite, uh, Hellraiser-looking kind of guy. Like, it was weird. <laughs> huh. uh, one of the biggest things that happened, though, in the season finale is the death of May. What? Yeah, the death of Agent May by Sarge. So, what? yeah, he she thought she was getting through to him. She thought that she was... She was uh, getting Coulson back, and he, you know he kind of turns on her, turns like turns aside and runs a, a sword through her. So she straight up gets killed. But then she gets thrown into a portal, and on this portal is on the on the other side of the portal is the the Strike Home Planet, and their death is kind of different than death on Earth. So like you die, but you don't really die. You kind of just become. Like a incorporeal, but also corporeal body, so she stops the invasion on her side from coming into our Earth, and then uh, the Izel goes through the portal to stop her from stopping it, and then she thinks she defeats May, and she tells May that she that she can never come back to Earth because if she comes back to Earth, she'll just she'll she'll cease to exist because her body on earth is dead. So then like in one last second of de- or last act of defiance, she uh what's it called? Uh, surprises Iselle and stabs her through the back back chest thing and you know, she kills her but she also ends up like dusting away, so to speak. So yeah, Agent May is dead.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: But As it looked like Lee Fitz and Simmons and the rest of the people at the Agents of Shield or the Shield Lighthouse were gonna die because the Chronicons were coming to 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 kill them. Uh, If you remember Enoch, Enoch was a Chronicon. Uh, Right now now the Chronicons are bad because their home planet got killed by the Shrike. Um, As they were going to do that, Enoch. Surprisingly, came back and 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 took out the the chronicons and said, "Hey, I know a way that we can save everybody, or we can save your friends and save yourself, but it's gonna take some really complicated stuff, and it's gonna change your 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 world drastically." And it, they had the uh, Fitz and Simmons have a real funny line of going, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like it's same thing, same old, same old kind of thing." Uh, so then the next time you see Simmons, she shows up to kind of save. Daisy and uh Mac and Yo-Yo, I mean, after they had already saved the day, they already finished everything with uh, with the help of um May. But they she shows up and she's like, Oh, they're like, Oh, how did you get all this stuff done in time? Like you fixed up this Quinjet and did all this other stuff. She goes, Oh, well, we had a lot of time. So they then make a jump using the new jump drive. Uh, And as they do the jump drive, they kind of show up in the past. Like they're at the big, be- that where the Empire State Building is being built in New York City. So oh, wow. the whole, it seems like the seventh season of Agents of Shield is going to be a lot of time travel. So Legends of Tomorrow meets Agents of Shield.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it's a good one.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, and then we get Colson back again because. They created an, uh, They had the framework, and they had an LMD, and they just made an uh, LMD version of Coulson. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's not the same thing because it's an LMD, but at the very, very, very end of the episode, you saw him walk out of the pod.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's good news. At least Coulson is back.
3: Yeah, but Mae's going to be gone. I mean, I guess it's time travel, so she could show up somewhere else in time, but... They can make it work. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's time travel. You can go and save everybody. You can go back and get Ward. You can go get uh, Trip. You can go get, you know,
0: everybody that died. The fuck? Uh, besides the uh, the timelines already been screwed up plenty of times.
3: <laughs> because of the, the movies? Yeah. <laughs> because of in-game? Well, we'll see. So, uh now that I've ruined the season six finale for you, are you excited to watch it?
0: Uh, sounds like a giant mess. So no,
3: <laughs> I mean, it is a giant mess, but I did enjoy that last part of it. Like all the what's, what's to come kind of stuff.
0: Okay. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's not a giant mess. Like, uh, Gotham was, <laughs> Ooh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, let's go ahead
3: and talk about the boys. I know you you don't you don't have you still have the last episode to watch. Um, what did you think of? Was it seven episodes then that you watched? Because yeah, seven episodes. Yeah. What did you think of the show? This okay. So for those who don't know what the boys is, it's a a TV show that's on Amazon Prime right now that is brought to you by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who also make Preacher. Now, the boys was created or co-created by Garth Ennis who also created Preacher. Uh I don't know if it's the same artist for both though. It could I be. I don't know either actually. Um the idea with the boys is superheroes are real and but they're not so basically it's like what what would happen in the real world if superheroes were real? They wouldn't be like Superman and Captain America, where they're super altruistic and stuff like that. The idea is that if superheroes were if they're people with powers, they would instantly become corporate entities. They would, they would, uh, they would we would we would push them up to star status. You know, they would get movies and 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 sponsorships and all kinds of stuff. Like it would it'd be all about the money, and um, they would they would also be reckless. Like since no one ever trains these people, they'd be reckless and the first thing you find you see one of the first things you see in the show which is also one of the first things that happens in the comic book is he, the character of Huey his fiance girlfriend fiance is killed by a speedster as the speedster comes running through the streets at at incredible speeds and doesn't divert around the girl so when someone running at super speed hits an object that's at normal stopped she just explodes she becomes pieces. So Huey uh, goes into a state of shock and um, is then met. Well, first, what's called Vought International, which is the big corporation that essentially is, owns all the superheroes. Uh, they come to give him like some hush hush money, uh, so to so to be like, hey, don't make a big deal about it, kind of thing. And he denies it. He's like, no, I don't, I don't want it, like kind of thing. So that gets. Billy Butcher's attention, and Butcher is a man on a mission. He does not like supers, and uh, when Huey doesn't take the money, it piques his interest. He uses Huey to kind of coax out other supers, and then Huey decides to kind of do more. And as the series goes on, it you, you see that there are other people that Billy Butcher uses to get these um, revenge, so to speak, on supers. Or basically, the idea from the comic book is to keep the supers in check. Like, hey, you need to know that um, if you step out of line, there's going to be someone here to put you back. D- is that how you felt when it came to the, the show?
0: Uh, no. No. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think the show diverts quite a bit in the fact that it's it's more of a we just want to get rid of supers or we don't like supers because they obviously don't like us.
0: Yeah, that's how I saw it as uh, uh supers are pretty much um, they're a threat to us. So, you know, we have to bring them down at all costs.
3: So, one thing I noticed with the show as as opposed to the the comic, because I've only read the first twelve issues of the comic so far, um, they focus a lot on what's called the Seven, which is essentially our Justice League of America from DC. Um, their big Superman s character is Homelander, who you know is played by Anthony Starr, incredibly. Like I think, well, uh, well, the point I was going at is the Seven in the show is more prominent and more. F- Featured than it is in the comic book. Like yes, they are there, and yes, they are the villain, but you don't get all the backstory at least in those first twelve issues of like the Homelander or Queen Maeve or uh or well you don't really get any story about Black Noir either side. (laughs) Uh, but the or you don't get that's the whole story with the Deep or A Train like all that stuff that happens in the show does not happen in the comic book.
0: At least from, I mean, you've read the twelve issues, so maybe after that, they'll go more into detail or depth in regards to that.
3: Yeah, I mean, th- it's a definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah, because uh, yeah, within the first, well, you don't get everybody's backstories, but you get majority of the backstories, or uh, well, you get some information of their backstory. Yeah, like
3: we, you get a good idea of why a train, their speedster, was using. Um, what is what we come to know as compound V, something that amps up supers to make them even more super. Uh, you also find out in the in the TV show that compound V is what made all the supers super. Like they they were given to them at birth. Uh, and and most people don't know that that's what gives supers their powers, but it is because uh, most people think it's just a miracle or something like that.
0: Right, um, I honestly thought that yeah they were born you know with these powers. Uh, that's how I thought about it as well. But you know, watching the show, kind of find out that's not entirely true.
3: Yeah, not 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 true at all. Um, in the in the comic book, also the boys all have superpowers themselves. Well, they have super strength and and durability. It's basically their only way of being able to fight supers and not get killed. Um, oh what
0: no i said oh okay
3: yeah yeah so they they had they inject themselves with a version of compound v in the comic book to make it so that they can withstand being punched by someone like the homelander or uh being able so they can actually when they throw a punch or kick they can hurt someone that like uh you know queen Maeve. uh of course when huey first gets his he doesn't understand it and he puts his whole arm through a super and kills that super and freaks out about it. It's a pretty good scene. Um, I don't, I wonder if that's what they're going to do in season two, if they're going to give the, the, the boys themselves uh, powers. The only one in the show that has powers is the female. Um, She was a test subject that they gave compound V two in the show so that she could be a superpowered terrorist, so that there is a reason for uh, the Seven to be joined up with uh, the the American Army to fight terrorism. That because that's Vought International's like big dream that they could become the new. Uh, you know, weapon in fighting global terrorism, which would then put out Lockheed Martin and anybody that makes a uh, tank or gun or whatever. Because it, what are those things going to do against super powered beings?
0: Exactly. And um, yeah, that really, uh, yeah, season, or I'm sorry, episode six, that's where you really come to find out that that's what the plan is. Um, and ho- the holy crap, though, uh, the biggest thing is I went, wasn't expecting. Homelander to actually create His own terrorist
1: Yeah
3: yeah he sure did He he created his own terrorist because He So he's got this weird Mommy fetish With uh yeah. with Sitwell I think is her name or Stillwell yeah. Stillwell yeah Stillwell the, the head well not the head of Vought International but she is definitely the head of the Super division of Vought International and Uh he wants to help her as much as he can, but then also wants her to recognize that he is the best or the most powerful, you know, one out there. And I mean, he essentially has all the powers of Superman. There, yep. there is the one time. So when the when the the hell the plane is going down, mm-hmm. you you've seen that episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the plane is going down. And uh, the he accidentally kills the pilot along with killing the terrorists, and he destroys the the fly, the the steering apparatus of the plane. Like he's like, okay, well, uh, Queen Maeve and I are gonna be right outside for a second. And he's basically saying, like, he he's telling Maeve that, okay, we gotta go. This plane is just gonna have to crash. All these people have to die inside of it because they can't know that we fucked up. And she's like, well, can't you just like. Lift the plane up. He's like, How am I supposed to lift the plane? I'm not gonna be standing on anything. That's not that's not how that works. Like, if I just push through it, then I'll push through the plane. Like it will crack in half and they'll die anyway. So I'm not gonna look bad. It's just this is the way that it has to be. These people have to die. And he's okay with it. And Queen Maeve is actually like, Oh, like it's taken a toll on her, which is very interesting and different from what we see in the comic book. Oh really? Yeah, she's just as much apathetic to everything in the comic book as uh her character is sometimes when she's drunk in this in the in the show oh okay yeah so uh, what's her name uh what's the starlight starlight is in the comic book and she is much is very much a big focus in the show they don't really show in the comic book to up to issue twelve. They don't show her having a relationship with Huey like they did. They do in the show. Um, the two of them did meet on a park park bench, and their advice to each other does help them make a decision. But they did they toned down a lot of what happens to Starlight when she first gets to the seven. Like when you when in the show she gets there and the deep makes her blow him right. Yeah. Well, in the comic book, like the whole 7, like Homelander is the one that makes her blow him and then like the rest of the 7 show up and like okay, it's our turn now. Like they run a train on her. So it's it's pretty Holy brutal. Shit. Yeah. That's dark. Yeah, it's it's pretty dark. So uh I get where they made some changes and I I like I like I mean, I I can't say that I like it, but I am I'm, I'm glad they toned that part down. Uh but there are some other changes that I don't particularly like. like. I kinda like the idea of this of the boys having some kind of super strength to fight back. Um Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm in on the show. I enjoy it. I enjoy it quite a bit. And the, the okay. there's parts of the comic book that are very cringy to me that I'm like, Oh, I don't I can't believe I'm reading this. I can't believe this was made. But I, I I'll keep doing both. I'll keep reading both and keep watching both.
0: Okay. And um any other big changes that you've noticed? Um I mean there there are some.
3: I can't think of them off the top of my head, but uh oh yeah, well, so in the comic book, the character of Huey, his nickname is Wee Huey because he is tiny, like he's a, a short guy. Uh the Frenchman in the in the show keeps calling Huey Wee Huey and he's like, dude, I'm six one. Like I'm not short. I don't know why you keep calling me wee. Uh the The character of the Frenchman has changed. The character of the female has changed. I mean, ever so slightly, but they are changed. Um, Mother's Milk is pretty much the same, which is okay. just kind of cool. And uh, Butcher is pretty much the same for the most part. Like In the comic book, he's much more suave and confident about everything, whereas in the TV show, Carl Urban plays him up more like... Uh, just a, a devious kind of guy.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Not not going to lie. I think, uh, the show Frenchie is probably, uh, probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I really enjoy Huey. Oh, and that was a cool thing. Cause the, the, the artist for the, the book said that when he was creating the look of Huey, he did, Fashion him off of uh Simon Pegg. Like, if you look at the comic book, you can see Huey is, is Simon Pegg. And uh, when they made the TV show, he made sure that they went and talked to Simon Pegg about being in the show. Obviously, he couldn't play Huey because he was much older than uh what Huey calls for, but he and like as we see in the show, he gets to play Huey's dad, which was perfect.
0: That is awesome,
3: yeah. So so yeah, I mean, anything about
0: the show in particular that you, you want to talk about? Um God, I hate how they totally played with my emotions with um the deep being the total asshole and then just uh you know to see him get victimized and you know not taken seriously.
3: Yeah, and you it, know, that I was gonna say the same thing. Like I didn't like he was an asshole and he totally, you know, raped Starlight, but now you're going to make me feel sorry for him. And it hasn't even been a whole season. Like this is <laughs> why, I mean, not that I was feeling sorry for him, but like, why would you want to make me feel? So- I mean, I get it. I guess that's going to be the, his character arc, like for the show, but it's, I don't know. It, I, I didn't really care for it.
0: Yeah. Um, I just felt bad for him though. When uh, he was, <laughs> he was at the grocery store and he gets the lobster (laughs) yeah
3: and the dude cuts it in cuts right into it
0: yeah yeah that was pretty bad and um but so far i'm i'm enjoying the show um and definitely you know just saw the preview uh so this is um what i was expecting um i was just expecting to see um uh homelander be more of a douche but you know maybe see We're starting to see that now towards the end of the season. So maybe season two, he'll play it up and be a bigger douche.
3: Yeah. I think you'll definitely see that. And you're going to be surprised by the end of season one. So I won't spoil that for you.
0: He's going out of control too.
3: Uh, Yeah. He's definitely going out of control, but when you have absolute power, you're going to be corrupted. Absolutely. So (laughs) it's true. Uh, Okay, so then the last thing I think we wanted to talk about was uh, Pennyworth. So I got to see the first episode of Pennyworth on Epics, but you got to see a special screening of Pennyworth. Right. Did we talk about that last week? Yes. Oh, we did. Okay. So yeah, you you already had seen the first episode of Pennyworth. Uh, I finally got to see the first episode of Pennyworth. What did you think of this show uh, about... Alfred Pennyworth the butler to the Waynes before he became the butler to the Waynes.
0: I thought it was pretty cool. Um I like Oh yeah, actually uh yeah, before we went jump jump into that um you know, we had some a uh, little discussion over text um you know, with who's your favorite Alfred and um and uh you know, you told me so now that you've seen the show, who do you think he's uh standing to represent when he, you know, when he's older? So,
3: I would definitely give you... I think what you said was was about him being very much like uh, Sean Pertwee's Uh, Alfred is correct. Because, But I also feel like that's because Sean Pertwee is younger than Michael Caine. Like, I think if you would have looked at Michael Caine's version of Alfred, you would see that he's kind of similar too. Because we get those stories in The Dark Knight about him being a part of the... What was it? The Peace Corps? Or... He was part of something where he was watching uh, some village being burned and the dude just throwing the jewels into the water. You remember that story? Yeah. So, I think you would you would find out that Michael Caine's Alfred was also very much like into spycraft or being a part of some type of... I mean, Alfred has always been a part of the the, the Royal Army, I think is what it's called. Right. Yeah, the Royal British Army. And uh, uh, after that, it usually diverges. Like sometimes he was a a spy. Sometimes he was part of the Royal Shakespearean Theater. Sometimes he was a uh, field medic, you know, all kinds of different things. So I like that in this show, his character on paper says that he worked in the kitchen (laughs) for the army. Like he was a cook. And the uh, the guy who was the head of that branch of the Raven Society was like, but we all know that's not true. And he's like, I don't know. It's on the paper, so it must be true. But, I mean, obviously.
0: What was that? <laughs> the military doesn't lie.
3: Yeah, the military doesn't lie. But, yeah, obviously he had some extensive covert ops training, as we saw in the flashbacks uh, yeah. of him doing, you know, very much some nasty stuff to some
0: Bad Koreans. Yep, murdering people left and right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely uh this show, um, you know, like I told you last week, I really do dig it. Um it's silly in certain ways, but um, it still has that nice story and that, that nice action. And um it's good to finally see some sort of a flashback to you know what Alfred went through.
3: Right, yeah. So one thing I thought was interesting is that one of the big bads that they're setting up for the show is this Raven Society, right? Yep. Now, what do we know from Batman comic books that's kind of similar to what the Raven Society is? Hmm, the Court of (laughs) Owls. So why not just call call them the Court of Owls in this? Because the Court of Owls should exist all over the world, and they've gone back
0: very far in time. Uh, maybe Bruno Heller, since you know he was a creator for Gotham. Uh, maybe he just want them like, oh, you know, uh, they're saying this up, and it's eventually gonna be part of a Gotham TV series or something like that. Yeah, it I mean, was part of the Gotham. It TV was,
3: series. yeah, they did show up in the Gotham TV series. And I, I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now that I enjoy, I'm already enjoying this show more than I enjoyed the first season of Gotham. Like, I like that it's a little bit more grounded than Gotham ended up being.
0: Yeah, same here. Um, but of course, you know, they have to add that crazy um, Tim Burton twist, you know, since they have people hanging in cells and stuff that are dead. Yeah. And that's stupid. They also have to add that stupid filter that fucking Snyder uses in his movies, which that's... bugs a crap out of me. You know, I thought it was interesting because, so one thing
3: that Batman comic books, Batman movies, and Batman TV shows always try to do is they try to make Gotham kind of a all-time type of place, right? So you'll see even though it's set in modern yeah. time, people were watching TVs on black and white screens or you have old-fashioned cars and, you know, all kinds of stuff like there's but there's Batman who has future tech. Like it's always set in this weird time era that is a lot of different time eras. And as I'm sitting there watching Pennyworth, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "What time period is this London supposed to be? I had to go look at the synopsis to see that it was 1960s London, because they had horse and carriages, they had people in uh, cages on the streets, they had, uh, you know, street, look like street lamps that you had to light, like with candles, and then they also had Zeppelins in the air, like all this stuff is from different time periods, isn't, it's not the, it's not the 60s, I don't think, but that I think they were trying to do the exact same thing that Batman usually does with Gotham.
0: Okay, I have no idea why. I just stick it to you know, just having to be in a specific time period, but whatever.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the idea of uh, the of Thomas Wayne not being a doctor though kind of upset me.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, when you know he said he basically an accountant that uh, I was like well you've done multiple things but you should be you know well-renowned doctor
3: yeah like so yeah he 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 announces that he's a forensic accountant so a person that looks through uh books uh for other companies to find where the the lie is so to speak and that's kind of how he discovered the raven society which then put a target on his head which uh How he got wrapped up with uh, Alfred Because they kidnapped Alfred's girlfriend To make him exchange for Thomas Wayne Who he didn't even know He just happened to meet one night Um, It's very interesting Very big, very cool little integrated story But uh, yeah Thomas Wayne went to med school And became a world-renowned doctor Yes, he was the head of the Wayne Foundation Wayne Enterprises it was his father who was the industrialist who who created Wayne Enterprises to be what it was, and then like his son just went to medical school, and I think he only ran the company in name. He left it to the stockholders or whoever the president's to to run the place. So uh, it wasn't until Bruce came along that he ended up taking a more hands-on uh, approach, so to speak. In Running Wayne Enterprises, obviously he had to keep making it look like he was the layabout, slacker, rich boy who just kind of shows up to the company. But we all know that Bruce Wayne actually has more to do with his company than what he makes it appear.
0: Right. And um, and uh, um, I'm surprised that uh, you know Thomas uh, isn't married or hasn't met you know his uh, hasn't met Martha yet.
3: Well, one of the episodes in this season is called Martha Kane, which Kane is her is the maiden name for Martha Wayne.
0: Yep. So eventually they'll meet, but I thought that was just interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know when he's like, "Are you married yet?" He's like, no, "Not yet."
3: Yeah, I also thought that was interesting, especially since at the end of the episode he leaves. Thomas Wayne leaves, doesn't he? Yeah. So he says
0: he'll come back uh, and bug him some more, but yeah, he just leaves.
3: I honestly thought that the show was gonna be about like Alfred and Thomas, like kind of going on uh, missions together throughout London or Europe or whatever, you know, so to speak. But right, but maybe that's not what that show the show is about.
0: Right, and uh, the other thing, I wonder if it's just gonna be that one time because, um, you know uh alfred always explains it or tends to explain it explain it this way he's like oh i became employed by the waynes because i saved you know thomas's life
3: yeah yeah i mean i guess that was the one time that he saved his life so
0: (laughs) that's kind of (laughs) like
3: i did like that they threw in that alfred's father was a butler so Mm uh it wasn't so it's not so far off that Alfred would know how to be a butler when it comes time for him to go with the Waynes to America and be their butler.
0: Yeah, and the way the first the first episode ended, I'm assuming that he's going to get exiled from London and he's just going to have to basically leave and never come back. Ooh, you think that's what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, the queen, uh, she was very, you know, like, Hey, you know, make sure you don't tell anybody about what happened. It will tear the country apart. Yeah. The way she delivered that line, I'm just like, okay, that means you're going to be constantly watching, you know, Alfred to make sure he doesn't spill the beans and that sort of thing.
3: So, do you think at the end of that, they're telling us that the queen is part of the Raven Society? Yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Because we know that the prime minister was part of the Raven Society. That was a big reveal at the end of the show, or towards the end of the show, but. Uh, the big bad guy, the guy who was the leader of that ver- that branch of the Raven Society, um, mm-hmm. do you think he's going to be coming back?
0: I think so, yeah. He
3: definitely yells it. I just don't know if you think he's going to be the, the main
0: villain or what whatnot. I thought he was going to be the main villain. Who knows? There could be other people involved. So I thought it was kind of interesting was that
3: him is kind of, maybe kind of like... Alfred's version of the Joker, and then his his like uh, sidekick blonde lady, who was obviously very crazy, was like Alfred's
0: version of Harley Quinn. That's how I saw it because she was really cookie, uh, you know, really cookie, and I I loved it though. I loved her personality and everything about her. So I loved it when she had
3: uh, Esme and Alfred's parents held hostage, (laughs) and then Esme like took it upon herself to fight fight her and then mother came in and just like socked her in the face too yeah. <laughs> and then uh, mom and dad just went to town on the dude, the big dude like kicking and, and just beating on him and I was like okay so that's how this family rolls, awesome <laughs>
0: yeah, friendly and bad <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> because uh, there was that whole dinner between Alfred and Esme and Alfred's parents where you know Alfred's dad was very much kind of being a dick to Esme and he follows Esme outside, and he he's she's like, "Oh, this is the point where you tell me that you're embarrassed by your parents, and you're nothing like them, or whatever you you know you're sorry and stuff." He goes, "No, no, I'm not embarrassed by my parents. I'm proud of my parents, but I am nothing like them. Like I am completely different. So don't yeah. hold me to that." And I was kind of like, "Why would he say that? He's proud of them, and this is why he's proud of them." <laughs> so. I am enjoying the show. I, I, I can't wait to watch some more episodes. I, I believe that it is a weekly show on Epics, but if you have the Epics app, you can watch the first three episodes right now.
0: Yep, for whatever reason. I'm not complaining. I already <laughs> saw those those uh, extra two episodes as well. There you go. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about it? Um, I just... Uh... Do you know... Actually, it's a, a question. Um, do you know if it's just going to be a limited series? Or do you uh, do you think it's going to be... If it does well, they're going to continue it?
3: I, I'm sure if it does well, they're going to continue it. Uh, Epics is a, is somewhat of a new channel. And they want to have some original programming. So I'm sure that they'll want to try and keep this going as long as they can. Because I think the last new show that I remember hearing about on that was, a, was the Get Shorty show, which was um, the... St- TV series adaptation of the movie Get Shorty, with okay. Chris O'Dowd in the TV show versus John Travolta in the movie. So, okay. So yeah, uh, cool, uh, great. I think we had a good, good, uh, good talking about. If anybody else has uh, some issues that they'd like to talk about from anything that we talked about today, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Michipedia G E M. G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find Daniel on Twitter at
0: Super commie, Daniel.
3: The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our geek, on our website, Media.com. Sorry. Uh, also, make sure to check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Geekly Media. Find uh, whenever someone is playing some video games on there. But uh, until next time, this is... Televised heroics on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out.
0: This concludes our broadcast. Beep.
1: Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show?
2: That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high
2: quality audio that is exactly right dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode
1: <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on twitter at BlockbusterCast. so grab some popcorn
2: grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies